Hello and welcome to FNG1, the new fan's guide to Formula One in the world of motorsport. I am your co-host Chuck and with me as always is Sean. Howdy folks. Sean, we're recording fresh. This is this is just hours after the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. We normally do not come in this hot. This is probably the freshest recording we've ever done. I think that we should keep this energy. Like I think that this is what we should do in the future. Probably. Like where we can still remember the race and what happened. Yeah, and I haven't had time to like try to wrap my mind around it. It's just raw and emotional. I am going to need you to wrap your mind around... Uh, That's not true. I had like 30 laps to figure out what was going on because You had a long happened. time. <laughs> there was a certain point halfway through this race where nothing happened again because it was kind of all the same. There was a little bit of third and fourth battling, but let's just... Start right off. There was a lot of sandbagging after what was the previous race? Bahrain. Bahrain. About, well, this type of track, and let's see what happens. And Red Bull looks unstoppable. Yeah, right? I mean, right now for sure. This car looks ridiculous. It's going, it's just going very, very fast. Yeah. In straight lines and in corners. Pretty easily fast. I think that's really the It's thing. casually fast. You know what it looks like? It looks like... Do you remember when uh, A&M would play against Vince Young? Yeah, yeah. And how he the, ran. The, the, yes, it was how he ran. The problem with Vince Young is that he is very fast and very athletic. He didn't look like he was doing much. No, he's just kind of gliding. He was just gliding and loping casually as he's just cruising past everyone else on the field and that's what this felt like i know i'm I, trying not to be a dick so we're gonna get through this red bull stuff real quick i don't think f1's ever experienced this since like 2000 not even at the peak of the mercedes stuff? <laughs> no i'm kidding it was exactly like that like three years ago <laughs> okay yeah i was like hamilton this won a race like... on three wheels in 2020 hell yes it's when the wheel just exploded or was whatever. he i was he driving a reliant robin no he was driving a, the just with uh, the mercedes with one less inflated tire well, you know, for a whole like lap, basically, you're an engineer. That's like a that's like a safety factor thing. You only yeah. need three, but they put four on there yeah, how we, as a safety thing. Cars designed with a 33 percent overage. So, yeah, <laughs> no, it's super fast and it's not really touchable. Yeah, it doesn't seem everyone's concerns and fears about this season not being very interesting start to feel that this is starting to feel like that has more legs than it did. Uh, Yeah, I mean, after Bahrain, I it was some of I don't, you know, there was some Ferrari sandbagging. I guess we're like, you know, it didn't suit the track. Let's see how we do in um, Jeddah. But I also spoiler alert, it, still, it, it yeah, was worse. There was still a gap because I mean, I think it was always acknowledged there was a gap. It was the same thing that I said. Like Ferrari's only hope right now is Red Bull cannot keep developing, right? And that's anybody's hope really. But I think I just say Ferrari because at least we kind of assume that they're the closest in general, but I think there's a, a tale of two Ferraris that we might need to dive into because Mercedes oh, is going oh, to throw that car, have to throw their car basically away and it's going to be all over the place. It may win a race and it may be awful. And then who knows what Aston Martin's got. Right. Well, it's quick. Is it going to continue to be quick? Right. Is it going to be like, last it's year? awful. It's Sean. It's awful. Quick is the thing. Yeah. It's I mean, quite quick. It's, but uh, at least on one lap pace, it's what did we see yesterday? Three tenths slower in the Ferrari. I don't know, but one lap pace is not what I'm interested in. I'm no. interested in whole race pace. Yeah, but we haven't necessarily seen. Well, 
We've seen one Ferrari's race pace. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's that's true. Okay. The Red Bull is really quick. And so it's I think ridiculous. The, the only real thing right now that's keeping us from a boring season is hopefully the development chews them up or we're really just waiting to next year when they don't have enough. Oh, see, I thought time. you were going to say we're waiting until uh, actual fisticuffs between Checo and Verstappen. Well, uh, that's also going to happen. I mean, that could, that, that could be very exciting. I don't really what if they start intentionally wrecking each other like the good old days? I mean, that that's kind of the only hope. I think the downside to it, we know how this plays out, is like, Checo would be like, let's, let's do this. And then like the whole garage would just beat the shit out of Checo. Because we're like, well. That's true. We gotta take that, nobody Max. would have his back. And like Max's dad is just beating the living shit out of Checo. I want to talk about Joss Verstappen, but I don't know if I want to talk about him yet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Let's come back to that. I do want to talk about Alonzo and the strange journey that he's gone on in the last like six hours. Oh, actually, he's in 18th place now. Sorry. Who's that? New update from. A, no, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yep. Oh, look at that. He had six more penalties that they're just going to add in now. Uh, he was on the podium in third and literally while he was on the podium, they were telling George Russell that actually he was third, mm-hmm. but now Alonzo is third again. <laughs> Apparently you just have to say, well, what about this other thing? And then you're good now. Okay. This was absolutely what about ism. So what happened for anybody that didn't catch it is that Alonzo had to serve his five-second penalty for starting just totally not in the little box that you're supposed to start in. And they put the jack under his car before the five seconds was served. So they were going to give him ten more seconds? Am I am I correct here? Is this... A premature jacking, I guess, is a, a penalty. It was pre- <laughs> premature jacking. Uh, I thought we, I didn't know we were this blue, but uh, we're going to earn this uh, explicit tag. Do we have an explicit tag? I have no idea what tag we Let's have. Let's go earn one. So they were fucking jacking this. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So I guess they weren't supposed to do that. They were going to give him 10 seconds. And so Aston Martin came back and just sent them video clips of like seven other teams doing that. Who had that ready to go? Oh, no, you know, they paid an intern. They were like, we will give you an extra thousand dollars for every one of these you can come up with in the next 45 minutes. Yeah, I guess they were just pulling through all the tape of every penalty they knew and just looking for any instance where somebody touched the car. I mean, it was kind of glorious the way they did this. I like it. And how is seven? You seem less convinced. Like, how did they decide that like seven was enough? I mean, was three. How many? Okay, but that you're getting to semantics, you know, how many, I don't know. I just, I know, I'm just more fascinated. How many is enough for you? Would would four have been enough, but eight is too many? Because somewhere there's a number where it's enough. Well, I don't necessarily think like that just because they didn't catch somebody else doing it, it would make it a penalty. But I also didn't know the rule that well. And it's also kind of a stupid penalty. So it doesn't bother me either way. But I'm more fascinated by the intern whose job it was to go sort this out. Seven was all he could find. I guarantee you is the answer. They gave him 45 minutes. And probably if they had given him longer, he would have come up with more. (laughs) That's the thing. It was just a time. You've got 45 minutes. Find as many as you can. I mean, this is Formula One, Sean. We're we're splitting microseconds here. Anyway, happy for Alonzo. He's third again. He's having uh, a lovely start to his season. I'm I'm happy for him. He seems 
What, what's You're the uh, British? Now. I'm happy for him now, and I'm happy for later when it all falls apart because he's he strikes me as somebody that would be very exciting to watch when things fall apart. Oh, when he fights Max, will be for no uh, reason, on track or off. It could be either. It'll definitely be on. He's going to be like the shit housery gets really high with or Fernando. Yeah, but on track, he's got to be able to catch him. Ah, uh, he's really good at starts. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, no. Okay. I'm no. just saying, like, no. <laughs> he's the one that's going to, like, he's going to be second and he's going to do some shithousery and, like, they're both going to be out of a race. Okay. Yeah, but I'm used to that. I, I've i been rooting for Max for all of three years now. I'm used to that. <laughs> this is just, we're just playing the opposite of 2021. So <laughs> I'm going to skip forward here a bit. I want to talk to you about uh, Mercedes. Specifically, Toto Wolf and Lewis Hamilton. There's a lot of issues. There were some things that were said this week that I thought were really interesting, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts. They've been Do you both know saying crazy stuff for like two weeks. Do you? Well, okay, so which thing are you talking about? Okay, weird stuff that's happened. The weird letter they wrote to the fans about like being disappointed. I can't tell what news. Wait, story. what? They tell wrote, me what they this is. They put out like a public apology letter for their performance. That is so bizarre. German. So yes, maybe. But then, I don't like, know. then there's always like all the conversations, like we're changing the car. Actually, we won't change the car. Well, the new car is already being worked on. No, we would never change the concept of the car. And then Lewis is back and forth between I'm fine with it and I hate this car, and it's everybody's fault. They should have asked me last year, and I told them like. Yeah, he's being kind of a dick about it, but I—I oh, I, I don't know what's going on. And George no, I kind of love it. I love it when he's being a dick about it. Do you not? Am I, I off base I, here? I don't even know what's going on. That's a problem. I don't know. It feels like when I'm trying to put this correctly, because as much as I like to antagonize Lewis Hamilton as a Max fan just for fun, I actually think he's great, uh, and I like Lewis Hamilton a lot. Oof. What? What? What a soundbite. What? Sound oh, yeah, that's fine. You can make that your ringtone. <laughs> um, so, but I think that, as I said, I think last week, Toto and Lewis Hamilton are the kings of PR. Everything, this week notwithstanding. And so when it's not all PR and it's not all polished, I feel like it's very real. Like, this is a thing that Hamilton really thinks. Oh, I think he's really frustrated. Yes. And it's kind of refreshing to just see it out there. I like it. I th If anything, I think it makes him more personable. I mean, after the race, he basically said, like, George chose a stupid setup, but it happened to work. <laughs> I was well, like, that's <laughs> this dumb bitch locked in, locked into a race. <laughs> You know, you can only say that so many times when you're behind the dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like an incredible like closing statement. Like, wow, okay. So the thing that I wanted to bring up with Mercedes that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you have further background on this or not. It it when I read it, it struck me as surprising, and then I saw several people, like you know, actual motorsport commentators on Twitter, saying something about this. That just offhand in the middle of some interview, Toto mentioned that, you know, if they couldn't make the car work or something, then obviously Lewis would need to go to another team to get another championship. 
Yeah. I had never heard Toto talk at all about the idea of Lewis Lewis Hamilton driving for another team and to hear him do it so casually was shocking. It was it's like the first time that you hear one of your friend's parents swear and you're like, what? (laughs) You use that word? So the background was is coming out of Bahrain. There was a lot of chatter like Lewis only has a finite number of years left to get the eighth title. Um, Obviously. So he's going to go somewhere else. Well, and he's casually in the past said things about Ferrari. So obviously, I don't even know if it like came from somewhere. I I think it just kind of came from people willing this into the discourse. Um, and so the whole conversation was like, where does he go? Where would Lewis go? If he so left? you're saying that the commentators have incepted this idea into Toto's head. I think I think the weird podcasters have. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Wait, I, I don't I know. I feel like, like you just gave us a lot of power. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think like I heard. Wait, you know, no, no, no. We're talking about this now. We're talking about you as a dream journeyer in. In Total Wolf's I'm, dreams, trying to incept the idea of Lewis Hamilton Lewis uh, driving for Aston Martin. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so no, I think you just go into a little safe in his head and you put a little car in there, but the wheels never stop spinning. I, I don't think I could escape that safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the kick. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's where it came from. Is it just kind of appeared and then like. I guess Toto. And so now he has to talk about it is what you're saying. I don't think Toto has to do anything and I don't know why he chose to, but he, I guess is trying to demonstrate that he does care enough about Lewis as his driver that he would expect him to leave to get a title if they can't deliver a car. There's this, or, uh, there's this or like alternatively, ultra- you yeah. just said, you don't know why he's talking about, it. you don't think he has to, is this a sign of how discombobulated Mercedes and Toto Wolf are right now about th- what is going on with their car that he's so flustered that he's just giving into this random podcaster bullshit. I I mean I don't think that's wrong. I think there's there's two things that seem really weird about Mercedes. It's one that that's going to be my new ringtone is you just telling me I don't think that's wrong. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, <laughs> there's two things that are really bizarre about Mercedes. One, it's just I think they are in a place they don't know what to do. Um, and they also have this like Toto's obsessed with that kind of no blame accountability culture, right? Where like they acknowledge faults, but they don't blame people for them. And it's like in this discombobulated state, it's kind of kicked into this weird hyperdrive. Hence the letter, the public letter apologizing to fans for their performance and all of this and just kind of being outright like, yeah, it's our job to deliver a car. And if it's not there, then he should leave, you know, just it almost seems like, yeah, I see what you're trying to do from like a care for organization and accountability. And this is the right winner's mindset. And also like you've probably gone a little bit overboard and you need to just might just want time to be quiet for a little bit and try to sort things out. Interesting. Okay. We're going to leave Mercedes there for the moment, just wallowing in their own filth. And I need your Ferrari update after this week's events. Carlos signs. I hate that guy. Wait, but why? Why this time do you hate? I know you always hate him, but why this uh, time? He's half a second off in qualifying, and then, like, he's just not doing anything the entire race. The only thing he was doing was just being quick enough, because he's in an identical car, to make passing impossible, what? and just nullify, like, thing. any chance. I, I, and I feel like I've danced around this before, but I need to just throw it out there. You 
love Charles and hate Carlos. I don't hate Carlos. I like Carlos. I'm just very uh, frustrated. Well, okay. You're I very like Carlos a lot. Sure, sure, sure. Carlos keeps finishing in front of Charles. Oh, well, we've got two races. I think they're both the same problem is why he's finished in front of Charles. <laughs> both the same problem? Because one of them was an electrical issue. <laughs> well, and the, the second one was the 10-place ten grid penalty because of the electrical issue. Well, maybe. Charles made like a unfortunate like deal with God to get that seat. And the payback is, yes, you'll be in a Ferrari forever and you'll be tormented with the worst imaginable luck. You'll always be behind Carlos Sainz Jr. I've never heard of an ECU failure in a car and he had two in a weekend. Didn't we decide that Carlos is the one that is sabotaging that car? Yeah, then maybe he's better than I thought. But no, it's not really Carlos. I'm well, I'm frustrated with Carlos. Like he needs to pick up the pace. But the other part is like the team needs to do something. Like just go ahead and make the call that it's not. What call? Get out of the way. Okay. Well, I mean, he finished six, what, eight, eight seconds ahead of him. Well, did you see what a lap? The lap before was three. And the lap before that was two. Leclerc okay. just backed off. Okay. Like he dropped he dropped five seconds in the last lap. Right. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is if Charles is in, I don't know, constant DRS and being cut off, it's one thing. Well, he but got if he's with, like a second and a half behind, then fucking get closer. Or well, he got within DRS and then basically he's like, yeah, the car we couldn't really catch because they were basically equal. He chewed up the tires and then he slipped a corner and then was like, well, So then over. you just said they're equal. What? The cars just, are equal. Uh-huh. Did any teammate pass a teammate in the race? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think Piastri everybody passed everybody Norris. passed Lance Stroll on his way out of the No, uh, Oscar Piastri <laughs> passed Lando Norris, and there were not other many other teammate-on-teammate teammate passes. Like, the, t- the tracks aren't really set up for it. Except I mean, where we almost had a, a Hulkenberg-Kevin Magnuson uh, total Haas meltdown. Oh, we were so close. No, Did that you see was, them almost wreck both cars at the same time? That was uh, Magnuson on Sonoma. No, I'm, I'm t- no, I'm not talking about the end of the race. I'm talking about like 14 laps in. Oh, Those two cars fucking almost took each other out. No. And I wanted that Gunther interview so bad. But it's like, it's like basically, essentially what happened is, I don't know if you saw the radio message from Leclerc when he's like, what are we doing? This is stupid. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. Like... They don't have any real strategy. Like, they screwed up. They, they didn't really screw up. They got really unlucky that they basically pitted Carlos and then they pitted Leclerc. And on Leclerc's outlap, Stroll blew up his car. That was bad luck. Yeah, I mean, it's just bad luck. But then, like, they didn't know what to do with them after that. Like, forgetting to tell Leclerc, like, by the way, Hamilton's pitting, so you should close the gap under safety car to be in front of him. They told him after Hamilton came out, like, hey, you need to hurry up and get to the line. He's like, it's too late now. Like, So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a bunch of stupid stuff still. It's just a constant stupid stuff. And and regardless of that, like in qualifying, science is half a second off. I, gu- I guess that's I, awful. I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is the same issue that I have with Aggie football. We can talk about recruiting stars and maroon and white games all we want, but what I care about is the results on the field. Yeah, but I'm also... <laughs> At the like, end of the day, when it's all done. <laughs> it's a little bit different, though. There's no such thing as, like, you can't measure... Football has no equivalent for, like, measuring pace and ability, right? 
over. I don't. One I don't know that I agree. I don't know that I agree with that statement. So what? What is your football <laughs> equivalent of qualifying? No, I just I I guess there is what you see in an ideal situation, and there is what happens on the field. And what I care about at the end of the day is the list of of who finished where. I mean, so if you want to go back to that, though, the first race, Leclerc was how far ahead of Science? I don't know. I'm just looking. I'm just failed. looking at at. at yeah, but I mean, we're <laughs> so Checo is. I think I'm Checo you is 99 <laughs> of Max Verstappen. What? And in fact, Checo had Max Verstappen buried today. Checo, is he did, and it was so gonna, It was going to be awesome if Checo had actually taken that fastest lap, but like, and been it, in first of the drivers' championship. Yeah. Oh but my I mean, god, that would have been awesome. That argument's not very good, but I mean, it's just no, 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 Sean, you're misunderstanding. That argument is perfectly good for this week. And if it, if if it stayed and Checo just kept winning, then it is continues to be a valid argument. So it is valid when it when it is happening. Yeah. Okay. Then that's fine. (laughs) We'll leave Ferrari alone. It seems like a sore subject. The team is not. It's fine, but like the, the basic problem is his science is not doing anything. He was faster than Stroll. He's in a faster car than Stroll. He spent right. however long just sitting behind Stroll being able to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and then like Leclerc dropped Hamilton like really just nothing coming through. And it was a little bit of a different tire offset. But then signs can do absolutely nothing about it. Like he's just not doing well. He didn't do well last week. He didn't do well this week. It's, He's getting the points out of it mm-hmm. pretty fortuitously, but it's, it's just, it's a, it's an issue. He's complete dead weight on the team. At the okay. And he was dead weight for the first half of last year too. Who would you want instead? Obviously Lewis Hamilton, if he chose. No, I don't right? Or is that not obvious? I don't know if that would be that good. I mean, Lewis would be phenomenal. Would it be good for the team? I agree. That like would you be have com- to give Checo It would credit. be complicated, right? Checo's delivering. Mm-hmm. How much better is that Red Bull than the Ferrari? I don't know, but I have a feeling we're just going to be in a situation all year where every weekend is Leclerc does something incredible on Saturday and then finishes like probably third or fourth way behind Checo because okay. the car is just not fast enough. No, but I was talking about Lewis Hamilton. No, but I'm Checo. saying, well, I, my basic point is, is you want somebody that's performing kind of like Checo. Lewis and Charles, like, how is that going to work? I agree. Team. It would be very would you complicated put Charles to next say to the least. Would and just watch it like the place burn down? Like, no, no, you absolutely can't. Well, and you can't put Lewis and Verstappen together and you, you can't put Charles yes, and Verstappen together. <laughs> well, no, you could, but it like I mean in a way where Red Bull doesn't implode. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I actually, it might be interesting to see Lewis there. I don't know what it would do. I have no idea how it would turn uh, out. I just don't think those guys would get along very well. Leclerc and Lewis? But, uh, but... No. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Max I'm and Lewis would kill each other. No, Max but... and Lewis would kill each other. That's yeah. what I was referring to. I think Leclerc so you would, and Lewis would be... F- Leclerc and Lewis, I think, would be interesting. It would be interesting. They're... I don't know how you handle that dynamic, though. Oh, I have no idea, but it doesn't matter because Ferrari doesn't know how to handle any well, driver dynamic, so why not have a good one? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You're on to something here. Okay, uh, so, uh, so let's say not Lewis. I don't who know who would you, who would you like to replace signs. I'm curious. You need, you need Carlos signs from the second half of every season. Huh? The second half of every season when he's good most of the time. Okay. 
It's I don't so understand you want why it's taking so long. Second half Carlos signs all half is what you Yeah, cuz then you've got like slightly better Checo. Okay. I'm I'm fully on board with you that Checo is the optimal situation for a Red Bull. Uh-huh. Ferrari needs that and right now they've got like Yuki Tsunoda. <laughs> right. Without the cursing. Like uh <laughs> Okay, I was just wondering if you had an, had someone in particular you would rather take that no, spot. No, no, I'm mostly just frustrated, and it's a carrier from last year that like you've clearly got one guy who's quicker. Optimize the team for that guy. Mm-hmm. If there's situations where the other guy needs to clean up the pieces, then make that happen. For I can't figure out how to do that. Sure. And they kind of started to today because they put signs on a worse strategy than Leclerc, and then just like as soon as the safety car happened, we're like, well, fuck, I don't know what's going on. This is over. <laughs> <laughs> that's they all just went and got espresso and they're like you know whatever that wasn't in the plan so and best of luck and they all walked out of the garage and, and so that's the part that you're like eh. i mean i don't know how much it matters because both guys were complaining about the car whether they could have gotten much more i think leclerc might have been able to salvage fifth which would have been pretty good coming from 12th and like like i said all i'm expecting out of that team right now is like minimize the damage until hopefully like you know, maybe as the year wears on, something can happen. We're just being optimistic for there actually being something interesting this season. It's not going to happen, but like that would be the goal. Um, you never know. You never know. You never know. You, but like, we got to okay. find the interest where we can find it. So, speaking of finding the interest where it is, I think we touched on it last week. But so I brought in, I asked for some questions on Twitter. Yeah. Um, just to sort of supplement what we're doing today. And we're going to talk about the other questions later, but this one, I kind of wanted to talk about anyway, even though we, like I said, did touch on it last week. Uh, we got a question from Rhino Ag that says, is McLaren getting hit with a Babe Ruth-esque curse of Ricardo? And how catastrophic does this season have to be for Norris to get out of his contract early? I don't think he has an out. I I wouldn't know. People have That's, talked about his contract and said, like, they had talked about how tightly done his contract was. So he would need a, like, there's no, I think Max has a contract that if Red Bull falls below the top three, he can leave. Okay. Free, free and clear. I think Lando's is like airtight. And, uh, let's so imagine it, let's imagine it wasn't Charles Leclerc and Lando Norris on Ferrari. Ferrari Does never that hire. do anything for you? I don't think you? Lando will ever go to Ferrari. No, no, no. I'm, we're blue skying here. Does that do anything for you? I think, I mean, I think Lando would be pretty good in that seat. Although Piastri is looking better than him right now, and you can't tell if it's just like that is so difficult to tell. It is really splitting hairs between the nineteenth and twentieth cars. (laughs) But like Piastri passing was like, oh, that sucks. But you're also like, it's eighteenth and nineteenth. Like, does either guy give a crap? Like, I would. Well, and there's like pieces hanging off of their cars. Like, there's no way to tell if this car is worth a shit because they can't keep it bolted together for more than three laps. No, and and I I don't disagree with that. I, I I think Lando Norris is something everybody would be interested in. I could see the biggest one for him though is probably mercedes if hamilton decided to quit oh we get a lando russell yeah two brits oh my god can you imagine silverstone yeah they'd be just jizzing all over well, their they already got two brits they've got lewis and, and shit they got lewis and george <laughs> but yeah right 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 that, but um yeah so that's kind of where the problem with you know i think he would be he's if you were trying to look at, like, if you look down the what we know about the whole field, 
Lando would probably be the number one. Like if you're like, I want the most talented guy in a second seat, that would probably be your top pick. I'm trying to think down the whole field. It seems like a strong pick. Because you, you, you aren't you aren't putting Max and Charles or Lewis and Max or Lewis and Charles, like that combo together or Alonzo with any one of the three because like he'll kill any one of them. Um, Is McLaren toast? I mean, they're toast for this season. I'm ready to call it. Piastri got in the Q3. Uh So they did show a little bit of life and they're claiming that the real car that they made doesn't show up until Baku, which I was like, "Mm, seems like Mm, bold move to wait. Does it though? Does it? Um, so we'll see, but yeah, there's the, on- the one that's not like glued together with Helmer's glue. This is they're the only team with no points, I think. They're the only team that I I'm serious. There are shards of McLaren cars everywhere on every track. Yeah, why d- why does this thing just fall? Is it just made of glass? Well, Lando did drive it into the wall in qualifying, so that probably was sure. <laughs> but um didn't Piastri get hit at the start and then a piece of he, his car flew into Lando's car? Did he get hit? Or hit someone. Or did he hit someone? I watched the replay. I didn't see what happened. I mean, he did get hit, but also maybe maybe he needs to sack up and not be in the position he was in, yeah. but that's, that's neither here nor there. Okay, well, McLaren makes me sad, but I uh, to answer the first part of the question, I'm sticking by what I said last week. Yes, this is because they got rid of Ricardo. They got rid of the most popular driver in Formula One, and they're being punished by the gods for it. It's the monkey paw thing. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Ephanon or anything like that. This is actual religion now. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and cross yourself so you don't get struck by the F one gods or whatever. Yes, so you would just don't don't fire Ricardo. You know what? Red Bull hired him, and their car got even faster. I'm just saying, even that, under sanctions, you got that, that just happened. <laughs> so maybe think about it. Okay, well, time out. I want to fire signs and hire Ricardo. I just Ooh. need the general uplift. <gasps> Ricardo oh, can Sean. do whatever he's going to do in twelfth, but Ricardo no. will at least get the golden touch. You can't do that because then I'll have to start rooting for Ferrari outright. Yeah, it'd be great. Oh my God, wouldn't that be wonderful? Leclerc and Ricardo? It would be delightful. Oh my God. Even if Ricardo's be... not fast, they just need the 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 aura that he brings. <laughs> the general positive vibes that that team would have would be unreal. They would just it would just be wa- like walking around with like theme music playing naturally around them. Like I'm walking on sunshine and shit. What's the Italian version of I'm walking on sunshine? <laughs> yeah, I don't speak Italian or I'd make the joke here. Yeah, I was trying to think if I could come up with it. And I was like, no. Oh, no, I now I want you to try. No, I have no idea what the word okay, sunshine would be in Italian. <laughs> Who's your driver of the week? I mean, Alonzo, I would say Max, but it almost doesn't really feel fair at this point. It doesn't. I don't know if that's really on him. And the like car, the car is extremely fast and. And the other same thing with like Checo, like Checo drove really like if we're grading on a curve, like Checo did really well for Checo. Checo had one really bad start and one really good start, which averages out to no starts at all. (laughs) (laughs) I believe I did the math right there. But like, you know, for him, it's like he did well to win. Mm -hmm. That car is nigh untouchable. Correct. Like I almost kind of like was giving him a hard time that he only qualified like a tenth and a half over Leclerc because that car actually. Is at least you more. know what was the strongest argument for Checo having a genuinely good weekend is that Max didn't catch him. Now that's true. I mean, 
I was watching that because here's the thing. You have to understand the dynamic in my house when I'm watching these races. I'm a Max fan. My six-year-old daughter is a Checo fan. And so I was watching those splits like a hawk because I'm maintaining her interest in Formula One by saying, look, Sergio's winning. And in the back of my head, I'm like, fucking, if Max catches and passes him, she's never going to forgive me because she's so tired of, oh, well, Max won and Checo got second because she doesn't understand all the yeah driver one, driver this two. This is going to be a tough year for you. Well, yes, it is going to be a tough year, but I was watching those splits like a hawk because I was, what I needed to do was start easing her into the idea of Max winning the race after all. But then I was watching him and I'm like, he's not actually making any progress. He caught up like Three tenths over like ten laps. He yeah. Well, really quickly he reeled it in from like seven down to four. Low down fours. to down to down and to the high fours. He was at five seconds there, and when he broke it, he only got it to like four point seven. I thought he got it down to like four four at one point, but yeah. And then he started throwing a fit about the drive shaft. And then I was certain that his car was just going to detonate on well, like my two bro- laps to go. My brother and I were watching over here. And that was the one thing we're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Can both of them crash? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was like, well, kiddo, uh, it looks like Max's car might break down. And, you know, she was <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. I was like, I kind of hope it doesn't happen to Sergio's too. And then she cared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sergio's like, my brakes don't work. And I was like, whew. Hey, wait, wait, t- time out. Brakes not working. Yep. Alvin getting on the radio like, my brakes don't work. And then he just decides like, eh, I'm going to go for another lap and see how yeah, this plays out. Yeah, what was that all about? He should have probably been penalized for that. Because it seemed dangerous as hell, everything that he did there. Like his DRS he was, was traveling, just op- open and closed. Like, he was traveling like 60 miles an hour where the speed limit was 220. <laughs> and then like he couldn't make that one corner. Yeah. I, I was like, but then the wild part was like, he's like, Eh, I could pit, but let me just take another one more tour of this and see how it goes. And his engine sounded like dragging a garbage can yeah. down a cobblestone driveway. Yeah, I think something. I don't think the brakes actually failed. I think something in the the control system failed. Gotcha. Did we do? do who did you say your driver of the week actually I said was? Probably Alonzo. I wanted to say Max, but I said it doesn't really feel fair. And then if you graded on it, like Checo did well for like. Because he kept Max at bay, but like him winning isn't that bizarre given Max was in 15th and everyone else, everyone else driving lights out is still slower than that car. Right. Correct. I'm still giving it to Checo because Uh, I love him. I was going to give it to Alonzo. Just overall (laughs) great weekend. Yeah. And he's. But Checo's close. I mean, he won. He had a good, he had a really good Checo weekend. And so like this is. I think part of it is that I identify with Alonzo being the old man out there. And to see him sort of living his best life right now, I really am feeling his vibes. <laughs> yeah. The part, the problem for the Checo thing is we're getting like the peak Checo like we did at one point last year. I guess after he won in Monaco, where it was like, Checo's in this. He's the real deal. And then like, we're going to have like, what the hell happened to Checo for like three straight weeks here in a second? The car right. may be fast enough that it's harder to tell when that It'll be harder to tell, but it'd be something like <laughs> Max won by 30 seconds over Checo and Leclerc was only four seconds behind Checo. <laughs> right. And then it's going to be this weird game of like, what actually is it? Is it Alonzo and Leclerc are just driving like at some absurd level and yeah, closing some, it's some average in there? That's the part that we're not going to be able to tell all year. It's, I mean, the last two weeks, like 
Leclerc has had an incredible qualifying, then it's been like, well, you know. Hey, real quick, in our fantasy teams, what is your team's name? I don't even know. It was Scuderia Disappointment, I think. Okay. Uh, You are currently in 17th out of 20. Oof. Hey, that wasn't really fair. Everybody DNF last week. (laughs) Everybody what? DNF for me last week. Yeah, that's not that. That's sort of cooked into it. That's it's not okay to say that's not fair. You picked well, those guys. Give me time. <laughs> I didn't okay. really expect Leclerc to have a great race and then the car to explode, but that's on me, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're just ignoring history at this point. Uh, the top me and the number one guy have the exact same team. Oof. I have Max, Alonso, and Checo. Jesus, Max and Good God. So they're they're the podium these two races, so it's been pretty good. Anyway, I don't want to bore people with that, but I did want to check in. I want to talk about Ephanon. Where are we at with Ephanon this week? Where were Tell we me last what happened week? and where we were last week is that Red Bull is now running. They are the overall overarching thing. Carlos is working for Red Bull in some fashion. I don't know if he's going through an intermediary or directly, but he is sabotaging Leclerc's cars. Oh, yeah, he's 100% doing that. Because that is, I mean, if he's working for Red Bull Masters, then that wor- that makes sense. But also it is self-serving, which I think is the best kind of conspiracy where it makes sense on multiple levels. It is self-serving. But what else happened this week? That's last week's news. Tell me new things. What, what happened? happened? What happened I mean, this race? And then we'll figure out how it ties in. What happened this week that he did? I mean, nothing no, just super what bizarre happened. Name me a thing that happened this week. Nothing super interesting happened this week. I mean, Max's drive shaft failed and he didn't get out of Q2. That's true. Is, our, is it? Is it? So Checo? what is happening? How is Checo involved in this? Like, is this an internal thing? Checo and Signs are teaming up to bring down Max and Leclerc. So are you suggesting that Checo and Signs are double agents working against Red Bull as a whole? Maybe. Interesting. They're just trying to turn the teams upside down. They're going, what did you call it? He said, when when Carlos said he's going Latino mode, he said that in Drive to Survive. (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) There's no way to know what that means. (laughs) He's going to go stick Uh a fork in this ECU and watch what happens. Like. (laughs) That's classic Latino. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything for Ephanon this week. Is it not weird enough or are we not thinking I don't think weird it, enough? This race was really boring. I mean, we spent the last 10 laps like, is Max's car going to explode? And that's oh, the but, only thing that happened for like 10 laps. Yeah, it wasn't interesting, was it? Really? Not even past like lap 30. Did anything happen? The safety okay. car happened. Everybody kind of pitted. The safety car happened, which helped Max out. Max is incredible at getting safety cars. Yo, yeah, it, it's it, that's like a skill that you can't write on your resume. <laughs> no, that's just some like something about like like this is Leclerc. He has a vengeful god that hates him because I <laughs> yeah. don't understand. Like <laughs> you're on the outlap, and they're like, "This car's fucked." All right. So really, Max and Charles are literally the same person, but born with opposite luck. Basically, yeah. I guess you know that the wild part to me. is like the the safety car that they called like there was no point Lance Stroll got that car behind the wall somehow Lawrence Stroll's involved in this and yeah sure he how. probably is Lawrence Stroll's 
role in Ephanon has yet to be determined. I mean, we know what he's doing in his secret base in Alberta. He destroyed his kid's car somehow to make Alonzo do better. That doesn't track to me. I don't know how it would work. Or is he just trying to throw people off the scent? Was that like a black flag operation? Maybe. Okay. We'll have to keep an eye on... The the strolls are an outlier here. We don't know how this fits in. But yet. Lance can't know about the black flag operation because he would absolutely say it publicly. Well, and also he seems like the kind of idiot that'd be like, guess what we did? There's no <laughs> way that he would understand the overall plan. It just would be way over his head. They're like, two things this week. Don't talk about the black flag operation and don't hit Fernando again. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Wait, do what about the black flag? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I want to look at the mailbag here. So I just reached oh, out yeah. to Twitter like 20 minutes before we started recording to see if anybody had any questions. We already talked about McLaren. Alex Blue Owl 642 wants to know, does Ferrari have a chance for a podium if the Red Bulls and Alonso stay free of major mechanical battery problems? Yes. I agree. I want to keep this one short because I don't want to get too deep into... Stuff that I think that you covered pr- pretty thoroughly last week. I, but I mean, I think Leclerc would have podium today without the grid penalty. I'm I'm gonna disagree there. You so you had him passing. He was P two. He was P two. Okay. I don't know. He, I, he would not have kept Max. Here's the day. thing. Let's here's the thing that we don't know yet, and that will be interesting because eventually it has to happen. Is we need to see on even ground. Alonzo and Leclerc, because no one actually knows which of these cars is genuinely better yet, because Ferraris have all sorts of like nuts and bolts and wrenches flying around. We've only had a proxy fight between Lance Stroll and early season Carlos Sainz. Who and knows this is that nothing. That is, that is totally meaningless information. So someday we'll find out there. But no, I, I that, but I agree. That yes, is the he's definitely going to be on a podium at some point. Like even would, without major mechanical failures from the other team, that's a guarantee. Right today, he would have been third, maybe fourth. Like he would have been a super good chance to get it today, except he had to start in twelfth. Yeah, to get to seventh, you know. Like I mean, I think it, it would have been, it would have been interesting. Um, there will be plenty of races. I, I think maybe he made a deal with the devil this year, and he'll win Monaco or something. But okay, so now I want to get into the good questions here. Uh, and these three are from Matt Rigney. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through them in reverse order. <laughs> You'll see why. But first question is, where is Gunther? We need more Gunther. I agree. Nothing truly. I'm knocking on wood as I'm saying this because it's such a wild thing to even bring in to usher into the world. Nothing truly wildly chaotic has happened to Haas yet this season yet. Yet, yet, Oh, it's going to happen, though, because it's Hulkenberg's, obviously going to happen. Hulkenberg's out qualifying K-Mag like every week. So, yeah, yeah something chaotic is about to happen. I'm telling you, they were about to kill each other today. It's coming. Good. You were talking about how they're buds. I, I, I don't buy it yet. <laughs> Second question. Who's more competent, the F1 stewards or the NCAA? Ooh. The F1 stewards actually have a real job. I'm also going to say the F1 stewards because I think that they are more competently corrupt. <laughs> that is, and that is a competence. The question was, who's more competent? And I think that the FIA, the F1 stewards are corrupt, but in a more effective and self-serving fashion, whereas the NCAA is far too chaotic and doesn't have their shit together enough to yeah. really, 
truly fuck people over in an organized and like beneficial fashion. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think you're you're on this. We're we're that. we're delving into Ephanon here, but it's uh, and the FIA. Jesus, it's embarrassing. <laughs> and then <laughs> my favorite question we got tonight. How did, how many more Checo wins before Max's dad says something really racist? Like one. <laughs> I swear to God, if Checo I, wins next week. There's no way he didn't say one today. It's just nobody caught it or he Again, didn't tweet it. Last year, and, and it's interesting because Max threw a fit in the after race about I'm here to win and mm-hmm. it being pissed off. And Checo was saying that um, we told, or I don't know why we were pushing and I don't know why Max got fastest lap because I had it. And, and for one, they came on the radio and told you both to push. And two, your teammates Max were yeah, stopping. What they the hell told did you, you to? Gonna... Well, they fucking told you to push, man. Don't, yeah. I, I, what do you, don't like, whine they, and bitch gonna... that he pushed better than you did. Your teammates Max for stopping. What the fuck did you yeah, think what the was going to happen? Did you think he, he, if he, he they could have told him not street. to push. He would have gotten it. If your car was on fire, he wouldn't cross the road to piss on you to put no. it out. Like he would just be like, "That's a shame." Like, yeah. Hey, oh, I hope he survives. Anyway, yeah. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, so no, it's one more race because last year when Checo got pissed off about the team orders thing, Max's mom was like, "Remember when you cheated on your wife?" So basically, I think it's one more win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, what we need is Checo to beat Max in the Netherlands. Oh my god! And then, like, you'll actually see Yo you're so mean. Checo's dad. <laughs> I love it. Christian Horner so trying to stop the two dads from fighting will be pretty amazing. Um, we've got a question from from RL Alexander, which makes me laugh. His question is: I noticed someone is stuck with Hulkenberg as their fifth driver on the F1 fantasy. Now I'm laughing internally because I have Hulkenberg as my fifth driver on F1 Fantasy. I went and checked. Uh, R.L. Alexander and I have the exact same team. <laughs> He's the <laughs> one that's in first. I uh, also have it, Hulkenberg. I thought that was me. Right. Oh, that's, that's fun. Uh, his question is, is there any track this season where he could potentially grab a top 10 finish? Yes. They had I a think point so. today. I mean, he seemed... Did they get a point today? Yeah. Magnuson got a point. And I don't know okay. why Hulkenberg didn't, but Hulkenberg's out qualified on both weeks. I think he's just kind of generally rusty in terms of racecraft. Give him a few races, he's probably going to end up outperforming K Mag. And they get a chance and to then, get points. And then Haas is going to get really exciting. Yeah, the, they got the Ferrari engine, which seems to be really fast, and they don't have all the, the downsides of the incompetency of the Ferrari organization running the team. Well, so, I mean, they have more of a, of a base level, just general incompetence, whereas. Ferrari has this specific chaotic one that is focused in really fucking like one particular thing up every week, but somehow, you never know which, but you never know which thing it's going to be, but somehow it's always the same driver. That's the most incredible part about it. I, <laughs> I can, we can't go back down this road. I know. I'm just still really mad about it. I know. And I can't, I can't get y'all wound up on that again, but I agree. I think that, I think that the Hulk is going to get some points here and there. Yeah, I mean, get points. I put him on my team. I believe in him, I guess. Also, he was the least shitty driver that I could afford with my <laughs> remaining cap. <laughs> And then we had a general question. I don't know how we can approach this on a podcast. And I don't know that that was the request even necessarily. But 
uh, a person by the name of Banhammer <laughs> asks, explain it to me like I'm five as a non F1 watcher. What were all the Red Bull memes on Twitter about today? I didn't see any. Well, now this is complicated for a couple of reasons. I was one, I did reply and I said, can you send me some examples of which memes we're talking about? And then two, I don't know how we can address all of these in a, the memes are a very visual medium and this is an audio podcast. And then three, as a non F1 watcher, I'm wondering, are you an F1 podcast listener? Because if not, you're not going to get the response to this, uh, to this question. But it was referring to uh, there was somebody saying Red Bull be like, and then it's a picture of somebody just tossing a bunch of fastest laps well, yeah, into the air like it's money. That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> there was a great one of the uh, the audio of the Red Bull garage after Max's drive shaft explosion during qualifying, but it had been uh, set to the background of the office to show <laughs> the office. When he said, oh my God, it's happening. Everyone stay calm. And it was just the chaos going on. It's pretty excellent. Uh, and then, of course, my favorite that I have saved onto my phone is just the screen grab from Drive to Survive this la- most recent season where Christian Horner says, you've got a problem. Change your fucking car. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> uh, which is just, it's the most perfect thing that's ever been said on that show. And that's saying a lot. Uh, that was an, I was that was an incredible scene. It's an amazing scene because you're like, I, I got to be honest with you. And yes, he's my team's manager and all that. So of course I'm in his corner. But also, he was saying what I was literally thinking at the moment. Well, okay, so I think if we're gonna say yours is faint praise because you're already a fan, you know, like I do like Toto's organization style, not necessarily mm-hmm. Mercedes. And I was fully like, yeah, Christian's absolutely right. What the hell are you talking about? Your car's <laughs> yes. a piece of shit. Fix it. Like, And it was a weird moment for Toto. I was like, this doesn't seem like you right now, man. No, he was just, no, that was politics, right? I mean, like, <coughs> I know our car was, is slow as shit, off so weird. let's change all the rules to fix our slow shit car. <laughs> and then there was one more meme of comparing the two types of dads. And one of them was Checo's dad hugging Max Verstappen. And then another one of uh, Jos Verstappen standing angrily off to the side next to Checo. Imagine Jos as like a baseball dad. No, Jos is, yes, he is that like drunk baseball dad or hockey dad. That fights like, a ref. Yes, he's the al- like the alcoholic sports dad from every like very special episode that you ever saw in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm really dragging Jos Verstappen. I don't know if I can keep that other comment from like the Netherlands. Like, I don't speak Dutch. How does that work? Because normally I would go to the Hague to to get like immunity. You're an American. Just be like, I don't speak Dutch. This isn't my problem. Oh, hey, we need to do that thing. What was that new bit that I can't remember what I called it, where I put you into a situation and you have to pick your driver? Oh, we should probably come up with a name for that. Yeah, but it was like, what was the situation? Uh, you were on a sinking cruise ship last time. Oh, yeah. And it definitely wasn't Max. No, <laughs> clearly not. Uh, this time, you've been selected to appear in a celebrity cooking competition. You're instructed to create a dessert using only the ingredients found in a typical American pantry. You have two hours. Which driver do you want as your celebrity partner? I bet it's Carlos because I know he cooks. 
Carlos is a strong answer, I think. Yeah, I know he cooks, and I think he could figure it out. You would almost say, you said an American pantry. It's like Logan Sargent, but I'm pretty sure that kid's never cooked. No, no, no. That dude is eating mac and cheese and shit. There's no way. No, no. Somebody brings him food. Like, his family's like uber rich. Yeah. He's never cooked a meal in his life. It's it's certainly not him. It's definitely not Lance Stroll, because he sets the kitchen on fire. Yeah, it can't be Lance Stroll. It can't be Yuki, Yuki Tsunoda. Likes what? He likes sweets, but I don't think he can make any. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen, on the Drive to Survive, he's like, whatever. He's he's like a child. Yeah, but we're making a dessert. so I mean, <laughs> Because he is a child, and I get it, and I'm jealous of him. Don't get me wrong. It's got to be Carlos. It's probably got to be Carlos. I got to wonder is, I think it also could be Checo. You think Checo can cook? I don't know. I'm not a dessert. I gave this a dessert. It's got to be Carlos. It's got, frankly, it's got to be someone on the Ferrari team. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a huge structural advantage there for all the <laughs> yes. downfalls. I mean, the surely the between the two of them, they can put together a tiramisu or something. Yeah. Okay. Just give them some flavors. There was like, they had one of those little meet and greets this week and the team put it out and some kids were asking questions and it was Carlos just talking about some Saudi Arabian dessert for like two minutes. Okay, the answer is Carlos. Yeah, You're right. It's 100% okay. Carlos. And he was explaining how to make it to Charles. And Charles, like, I've never had this thing, but sure, I'll try it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's absolutely Carlos. Um, okay. It's not Max again. <laughs> no, no. We'll eventually. Max, like, this is stupid. Why are you eating a dessert with these crappy ingredients? Eventually, I will pick one of these that Max will be the answer, but I'm not I'm not writing these. You need to lay off a thousand a people. How do you choose them? And who chooses them? <laughs> Max is like, I picked 1,200. Actually, I've determined that we can lay off 1,250 because several of these are useless. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, where are we heading next? Uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. What do we know about Australia? No Australian has ever won it. So who's the Australian that's in there? Piastri? Yeah, he's not winning. <laughs> There's no way he's winning it. If he if does, he does we have a lot to talk about. Or he like got out and walked. We have a lot to talk about if he won. Oh my God, that would be great. Let's have that happen. Four cars finished. <laughs> Somehow Max was steaming I still back don't like his odds. Somehow Max is steaming back from four laps down, having replaced half the car and nearly catches him. Like, <laughs> so Max is just jogging down the, down the side of the road. Okay, well, I mean, what, do we, what else do we need to know about Australia? I don't know anything about no, it. No, I mean, what happened last year? That was... Claire well, and great, what was that? Last season? Yeah, what happened? I don't well, remember. Claire had a really good race. One, I think Max finished in second. Carlos Sainz crashed completely by himself into some gravel, I think. Yeah, he did that a couple of times. He did that, yeah. Anyway, okay. we've hashed this one out a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, I keep picking at that. Scat. This was I'm like, sorry. hey, Ferrari's looking really good because Leclerc looked really good, and then like the engine blew the next race, and that's kind of when it all went downhill. So, okay. um, that's what happened last year. I'd expect Red Bull to win pretty handily again. Let's just see what anybody else can do. That's pretty much where we're at. This podcast might get pr- pretty boring by July if things don't shape up. I have to figure out a way. My new goal for this podcast for the rest of the season is to find out a way to talk about Ferrari without you getting either sad or angry. <laughs> Luckily, I think it's we'll get there. We'll find year. it. It's don't better worry. than last year because last year the hopes were so high and the incompetence was so extreme that it was really depressing. Right now, it's kind of like, at least I came into the season like, it's a tough hill to climb. Let's see how it goes. We're not climbing that hill. 
it's not going well. And like at this point, I'm not that dejected. Today was kind of okay given the circumstances. <laughs> like Leclerc started 12th. I wish he'd gotten fifth or sixth. He got seventh mm, for some dumb reasons. So I'm actually not that low. So we're doing okay. If they really you, start you realize looking, that this is sounding like a group therapy session or something like today no, was a good day. It was an OK. It good. wasn't the best, but you know what? We made it through and we're going to see it to tomorrow. No, if we were going back to my hyper um, delusional plan, like for I just need to stick with it, minimize the damage, keep pressing it and build through the season. We're still on that plan. We have to acknowledge <laughs> no, that nothing has changed. Yeah, we're still at the 5% success rate, but the plan <laughs> is still there. And so you just have to keep doing that. So what, what I look for is Leclerc to hopefully podium next race. He won't. Somehow they'll do something awful. Then I'll be pretty mad. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Well. God, that engine uh, failure is going to make me so mad. You can't, race. Sean. You can't. We'll never end this podcast if you <laughs> just keep complaining about Ferrari. All right. In fact, I'm bringing it to a close right now. No more talking about Bye, Ferrari. Guys. And stop now. Stop now. Stop. Okay. Um, I want to thank RCB05 for our cover art. I want to thank Chris King, that's at Artificial Chris on Twitter, for our theme song. The song is Cat Mountain Drive off the album Gold Pulse. And uh, we will see... Oh, wait, go ahead and follow us, please, on Twitter. It's at FNG1Pod. I'm at DefNotChuck, and Sean is at Sean underscore Leg. That's Leg with two Gs. Uh, whatever you're listening to this on... Please subscribe and please leave us a review. We don't have a lot of those and they're good. Uh, hopefully they're good. Uh, if you have to leave us a one star review, just do it. It's fine. I can take it. You have to leave some comments, though, if you give a one star. If you give a one star review, I need to hear why. And don't do it just to be funny because that's not funny. Yeah, we need. Yeah, that actually hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's that actually it would genuinely hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, about Ferrari one star. <laughs> That's true. I, I would give this one star today. No, we were good. All right. We will see everyone after Australia. Thanks, y'all. Bye.